Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Gigantic. Is October 1st, 2023, and this is the Gigantic Pop Podcast, episode number five. Today, we're talking about Hulk Hogan, talking about Rocky Three, No Holds Barred, falling in love with the WWF in the world of professional wrestling as a child in the 80s. And also going to get a little bit into what I think is one of the greatest sitcom episodes of all time, which uh, I think Raj now has some modern day experience with investing in the stock market. So... I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Raj Geary and Matt Morgan. Guys, it's been a week and Raj made us watch this piece of shit movie, No Holds Barred. Oh my God, <laughs> oh my God. what a great piece of shit movie though, right? Is it though? <laughs> it is. The time it was just simply because Hulk Hogan was not in red and yellow. And that's the first time I've ever <laughs> seen him not in red and yellow. He's wearing the blue and white, Rip Rogers. Yeah, um, it's interesting, right? Now, Stan Hansen. Yes, backstory <laughs> on this. Originally, we were going to do No Holds Barred and They Live, and Roger's like, I haven't seen They Live. And it's like, what the fuck haven't you seen They Live? They Live is an amazing <laughs> film. No, like, I saw it. I, I saw it 30 years ago. I don't. I, I just remember they have to wear sunglasses. Yes. That's all I remember, and so I have to rewatch fight, it. So we'll talk about They Live at a later date. Um, but I rewatched Rocky Three yesterday. Always the, a delight. Greatest of all time. <laughs> that's torn on this it's a toss-up between that and four for me oh really? Mm. really close to me both of them but yeah. like clever lang i mean it's just i can't go you can't go wrong by saying that's the best either you can't rocky three or rocky one uh um three yeah three i think three. entertainment value three for sure well one is a much different movie two is a much different yes. movie um, I, I mean, yes. this is just me being a little bit of a film nerd because we've been rewatching uh, or we've been watching some movies I'd never seen before from the 70s. Rocky one and two are very much 70s movies. They're slow, they're yes. deliberate, there's a lot Boring. of like, talking. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. You ever watch The Conversation or The French Connection or Black Sunday? Like, there's some good stuff there, but some of these movies, um, they're just kind of depressing. But remember, we were just coming out of Vietnam, Watergate, like the US was not. Like it was not the Reagan era. And I think that Rocky three, Rocky four show a renewed optimism that the country was experiencing okay. at the time. And I think yeah. most movies of the eighties do, um, which yeah. is What's interesting. The, what, yeah. what is the first entertaining movie you've seen? That's just entertaining all the way through. I, I, I think it's Rocky three for me. When did ET come out? 82. Ooh, 82. For, for me, it was that's ET. there. Yeah. That's um, for me. It was flash Gordon. I saw that. In the what, wait, what year was that? Flash Gordon, I want to say it was 81 or 80. Let's then see. That's my first. Oh. Yeah. Um, eight, 1980, because I saw that when I was four, and I was just like yeah. jumping up and down and cheering, and my parents were like, yo, this kid's really into this movie. I don't want to start this now, but I've never seen it. Wait. Oh, okay. You have to. You have to. <laughs> like, 
as a kid, I saw Star Wars and I was like, Star Wars is cool. And I like that he swings on the rope and the thing and the lightsabers. Like, that's right. really neat. Yeah. But Flash Gordon with the Queen music and everything, mm -hmm. I mean, Flash Gordon is a comic book. Not like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Oh, and by the way, so I'm at Subway the other day getting, getting a sandwich and a man comes up to me. Raj, you're not going to get this at all because you've never seen the movie. Uh, but a man comes up to me and he's like, what's your favorite football team? And I'm like, oh, I don't like where this is going. Uh, and I'm like, I guess the Raiders because we're in Vegas. And he rolls up his sleeve to show me a New York Jets tattoo. And I'm like, oh, the team that Flash Gordon played for and nothing, no reaction. Jets tattoo <laughs> doesn't even get the time. And this guy was older than me. So I was very disappointed. Um, and he just wanted to talk to me about the New York Jets while I politely nodded and pretended I knew what he was talking he, about. He should have known that, especially yeah. if he was older. You should have yeah. Um, Raj, watch Flash Gordon. That's your assignment for the week. But no, Rocky <laughs> three, but even Rocky three, though, it was entertaining. But I remember as a kid, what stuck with me was the scene where he's like throwing the helmet at the statue. And that's the first time I sort of yeah. understood like frustration, disappointment, rage. That was the first time I'd really seen that communicated in a film. Mm -hmm. Good call. I, I mean, I don't know what I was thinking at the time. Right. But I do. That is one that sticks out. That That's a very, very uh, uh, iconic and yeah iconic scene actually at this point yeah um but the amazing thing though watching it and when mr t isn't is like not in it as much as you think at least for the, right. the first act yeah he's yeah. like five scenes really but yeah he was so red hot then he was getting even hotter that like it you don't remember that as a kid or as a kid you think he's in this movie the whole damn time until i, I just watched it again and you're right that's one thing that stuck out to me he wasn't in as much as i thought he was back yeah. when i watched it as a kid that's but like the, no holds barred when I rewatched it. Like Zeus is in Zeus, like right? <laughs> he's hardly I in know. it. I know. And he was the, he's the best part of that movie. Hog Hogan's barely in it for like in the first half hour. There's like 20 minutes about, hey, do you want to watch the guy that played Rob Lowe's sidekick from Wayne's World with his frustrations <laughs> running a network and now he's going to compete with professional wrestling? <laughs> then you're going to love no holds barred. Oh man. Um, but oh so so to that point though, with Rocky Three, the big thing, I mean, absolutely one of the best Rocky films. Really, I know you like five, Raj. Like five's the only one that I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to watch this again. I, mean, I like it the least. You like what's that? You like the one with Tommy the Duke Morrison? He, I, yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it either, but it's nothing in comparison to No, movie. no, no. It's not okay. it's five of five, you know, like of <laughs> the 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 last of the would, five. Would you sure. pick five better uh, over one? Wait, 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 you know, wait, 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 hold on a second. This is gonna be a dangerous answer that he's as even far as, contemplating. This. As far as rewatchability, yeah, I think so. For rewatchability, <laughs> I agree with that too. You guys I, I do. were insane. <laughs> yes, because it's yeah. too, you said it earlier, it's too slow in the beginning. And one is one is kind of boring for a while. Like <laughs> but you, you get story. into it as it goes along. It's really the story, though, and even the fact that. We talked about this like with the Bad News Bears, another 70s film, like the fact he doesn't win at the end. There's the idea that like he That's went huge. on this journey and he was a nobody and became a somebody even without winning like the message yes. of it. But you, ha you have to be in the right mood for it. You have to be in the right mood to watch it. It's not like if you show that to a child, they're going to be like, this is boring. Please, can I play Fortnite? This is so dull. Um, but uh, I, I, could, I, could, I could put on Rocky 3 or Rocky 4 for my kids and they'll they'll sit through yes, it and they'll watch the whole but thing. No one, they're going to be like, this Rocky feels like one, no way. Right. Yeah. Um, want to give some quick shout outs. We've got good live audience today. Veggie Gamer, BPE592009, Gotti Jr. What's up? Stellar Justin Lopez, David Mack, George Gierges, Nadir. Great Thank to see all. you all joining us today. I know we're pre-gaming for AEW Wrestle Dream a little bit tonight with this stream. 
Um, so oh, Veggie Gamer saying controversy four is by far the worst. Wow, five is like Shakespeare compared to the robots. Are you kidding me? I based my damn blueprint character that I tried to sell Vince McMahon one time on yeah. that Ivan Drago training scene. But um, four, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. No, nothing. Just that yeah. that I thought that was the best built up heel. He killed Apollo Creed for crying out loud. For that, that pissed me off. That hurt. It's still yeah. hurts when I watch it now. But it makes it all the more sweeter when he beats him and does it in Russia. He turns the entire country. He turned the entire country around. Come on. He turned Gorbachev around. Yes. <laughs> you know what's funny? As a kid watching the Rocky films, I always had the thing where I was like, man, Paulie's an asshole. And then as, as an adult and watching it now, I'm like, Paul, like somebody should have just put him down. Um, like he's the worst person. <laughs> like, I mean, perhaps in uh, definitely in the Rocky series, he's he's the worst. But it's just like, why it's... does he keep hanging out with it? Even in Rocky Balboa, he doesn't really redeem himself. He's just like the last one left alive. He's stuck because it's Adrian's sister, uh, brother. Yeah, and he's yeah, terrible to family. her. He was, but he, he wasn't as he wasn't as terrible to her later. Like no. he was in the first. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. yeah, the first he was calling her ugly and undateable. He was he was horrible. Yeah, yeah. he's awful, awful, awful. But and we three, all we all know bad. like that family member where it's just kind of like, uh, we got to have him over for Thanksgiving, regardless. It's family. <laughs> I had the thought I was like, I wonder if Sylvester Stallone wrote that, and it's like a subtle dig at Frank Stallone, where he's like, "This is how I see you. Huh. This is why I have to put your <laughs> music in all my movies." Maybe. <laughs> there was one her. movie where there was no Frank Stallone. You could tell they had the the falling out there. Yeah, <laughs> which is weird. But uh, but uh, far from under though, from Staying Alive is by far Frank Stallone's best song. Now Stallone directed Staying Alive, the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Um, but it's interesting that like all his other music is so forgettable. No, Sylvester Stallone directed it. Sylvester yeah. Stallone directed yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. Frank Stallone did the theme to Staying Alive. But um, the song Staying Alive. No, no not the, the song. Movie. No, no. When you watch Staying right. Alive. He has that song. I know if you, you uh, Matt, you'll know it if you hear it. The song "Save Me, Darling," far from far from over. Like you'll know it if you hear it. It's like okay. I, I'll get us. I'd play it right now. We'll get a copyright strike. Like it is a get pumped like '80s song. It's in the opening montage of uh, "Staying Alive," and it's it's amazing. Um, but yeah, so what I wanted to talk about though about this because here's the the wrestling tie-in for anyone that's seen Rocky Three, and for us who were all like five and six years old when this came out um in 83 this is the first time most kids in america saw professional wrestling represented and really understood the idea of this larger than life character this larger than lifestyle of fighting and hulk hogan playing thunderlips was was everyone's first exposure um, and it's kind of crazy because I remember everybody loved Mr. T coming out of this and Mr. T definitely was, was the breakout star, but a lot of people would talk about in the year or two that followed in the build up to WrestleMania, when WWF decided to push Hulk Hogan, everyone would be like, Oh yeah, it's that guy from Rocky three. Yes. And Mr. T from Rocky three. Mm -hmm. And yeah. without this, without this movie, I mean, famously Vince McMahon senior fired Hulk Hogan for doing this movie. Vincent Kennedy McMahon hired him back because of his popularity from this movie. Without this movie, I don't know that Hulk Hogan becomes Hulk Hogan as the face of professional wrestling in the 80s. That's a good point. Um, I, yeah, one could say that. One could say that. Um, 
Vince needed him. Mm-hmm. Vince Jr., I mean, needed yeah. him as, as the catalyst to start what he ended up starting and going national and all that other stuff, just even with number one WrestleMania to begin with. But think about all the ish against the wall that he threw. Not, and I don't mean ish disrespectfully. I mean, huge celebrity stars. With, like, we just talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago in Cindy Lauper mm-hmm. and Mr. T. All of these huge. Muhammad Ali was the freaking mm-hmm. outside referee. Like what? Like they were stacked with major stars. Um, and it all had to happen in order for it to take off. But Hulk was, had to have been the catalyst for every bit of that. Yeah, and and you hear about like how they they thought about like uh, Gorilla Monsoon for that role, Superstar like, Billy Graham, Superstar Billy Graham, which Billy Graham would have been a uh, wait, uh, wait, wait, whoa, 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 wait for whose role? Underlips, yeah, for Hogan, Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> they were gonna have Gorilla be th- like the Thunder. I don't Lips think guy. he'd be. He would have been Thunderlips, but he, he would have been the wrestler. big, huge over. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I mean. Hogan was perfect. Like that, you can't. It, it, I can see superstar Billy Graham in that role, but like no one else. It was so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know, I can't perfect. imagine Dust, Dusty Rhodes like right. his thunder lips. Thunder lips, baby. <laughs> but, but but the height differential between Stallone and Hogan in the beginning of the face-off it was yeah. just monumentally impressive. Like he could have done Andre, but you couldn't have. Oh, he couldn't have beat Andre. I mean, he could, like, you can't pitch that. That uh, yeah, yeah. Right. well, actually, for that, Stone couldn't pick him up. Hogan had to jump onto his shoulder right. to get up there. Why the rest again? Like, like, how many times does Hogan say meatball in that scene <laughs> when yeah. he's yelling at? Him? Like, it's oh, get you meatball. Yeah, almost as many times as they repeat "Eye of the Tiger" in that film. The the, oh. the phrase, you know. Do you ever hear that rumor that "Eye of the Tiger" was made for Karate Kid? And that you're the we best. Talked about this for... literally on um, like Last two episodes week. ago. <laughs> but then when you hear the the lyrics, I, I just don't think that's true. No, you're the best. The line history repeats itself. That's what it's referring to. It was written for Rocky Three. Also, it's weird that they use "Eye of the Tiger" twice. That they use it in the opening yeah. montage and they use yeah. it in the comeback montage. I always thought it was just the comeback montage. Because Clubber Lang uh, beating up people to uh, "You're the best" doesn't make sense. Because. No. Uh, you know, you know, like with the, no, eye but of the, the tiger opening does. montage because he, he has the eye of the tiger. Yeah. But the opening Whereas, montage where they're just showing him like doing the Amex commercial and doing all the other stuff, you could have had that as you're the best, and that would have worked fine. But you're showing Mr. T killing people during that time. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, originally Stallone wanted Queens another one bites the dust. Yeah. Mm. Good show. Would have a good choice too. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you think this was too early to have him lose? after being the champion that got too big for his britches and maybe took his eye off the ball a little bit and loses. Do you think that was too early in the movie series to have an L? Mm, I mean, he doesn't really trying to think, does he, I mean, he doesn't lose in four. He doesn't lose in five. It's a street fight in Rocky Balboa. It's a draw or split decision. He loses. loses. Yes. But it's actually similar to the first film, but he's like 80 years old when he loses. (laughs) Yeah, that don't count. Oh, yeah, right. You guys uh, realize no. Rocky Balboa was 15 years ago. Think about that. Like we all thought Stallone right. was super old then. Like Expendables Four just opened to the box office. He's still going. You right. Know? I. You know what? Him. I don't. I don't think so. I feel like uh, it was the right time because he right was time. almost 40 at that time, right? Yeah. When three came out. And wow, we find that. Wow. Yeah, I know. Isn't it weird though how the, old they used to treat that? I did not <laughs> think he was. Wow. We we play and he, and he looks better and better as he get, he got older. Like he looked the best he's ever looked in Rocky Four. 
like hmm. you know just in general you look you compare him to rocky 2 and he's kind of like kind of pudgy and stuff in rocky 2 and you look at him in rocky 4 he's just like cut defined sure. um yeah. amazing yeah um yeah we uh play a game in this household when we're watching a movie from the past, which is guess how old this person is when they made this uh, film uh, yeah. to compare our age to. And I want to say that Burt Young, who played Pauly, was 42 years old when he shot this movie. So he's 20 years younger than Tom Cruise is now. Yeah. <laughs> he was so weathered. Yes. Yeah. Well, not like Burgess Meredith weathered. I mean, Burgess Meredith is a Mickey. Yeah. And, and so we find out in this he movie. He was 27 in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh actually let's see he was uh no he was in his 70s okay so that makes sense uh but he but he looked like older than dirt um but uh we find out in this movie that mickey had been booking him easy fights because of how much he got killed in his battles with apollo for to protect rocky and protect his longevity we find out mickey has been setting him up with uh some ringers and that's why he's not prepared for clubber lang that and remember he was living in a nice house he had the damn yeah. robot going around the house giving him stuff like like they're made um <laughs> there was a little bit of the old the first time i ever saw in a boxing movie or story being told that oh you're getting soft champ uh you know what i mean you're, he's not that quote-unquote eye of the tiger anymore yeah um, so i don't know i thought that still i hated that he lost it like i hated it it devastated i'm being serious because like you said it was so akin to pro wrestling for me you know, I'm fully into pro wrestling at this point, too. And uh, so this was like when he lost, it was like, you know, I know it's a movie, but still as a kid, it sucked. But then it made it all sweeter at the very end. Creed 2 had the same uh, theme, yes. right? Where yes. he, he he lost the eye of the tiger. He like, yes, it became very uh, corporate, you know, was becoming yep. a, a suit and uh I always love the, the Creed the Creed movies where they take those elements from the first five Rocky movies. You know, Creed three took a lot from Rocky five, which was the worst Rocky movie, but they took it and made it like so much better. And they way better. You're, I yeah. can't believe I'm saying that, but yes, they did, and they updated it too. They updated it perfectly in today's society. As these, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like the the uh, the arc for Apollo that what he's doing in dealing with his retirement. And being out of the game yeah. and coming back to train Rocky. Yeah, yeah. man. Yep. 100%. I also remember not tr fully trusting him. <laughs> because remember like, the, like little... thinking he, he had a, 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 a some ulterior motive. Yeah, he right. bet a lot of money on Clubber. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, okay, I didn't trust him. And was it Lou? Lou was his corner guy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't trust them. I'm like, these are traitors. We can't trust them. <laughs> I swear yeah. to God, as a little kid. When he when he beat Rocky, you know, I mean, when Rocky beat him, you would think that there's a uh, some sort of grudge, but turned yeah. out uh, they were on the right side from the beginning. And man, when Apollo died, uh, that is one of those like you kind of see it in the commercials for Rocky Four, but you don't think he dies. And then when he actually does die, you're just like, oh my god! I don't remember yeah. the commercials at all. I just remember what uh, you're saying. I was devastated by that. Yeah. It was uh, it was one of the most devastating movie deaths I've ever seen. Mm. Heck yeah! Like he's supposed to be in like you the rest of the movie, right? Like, I did not see that happen. You just assume yeah. he's going to get his the shit kicked in, and maybe he's in a wheelchair or something, but you don't think he's going to die. 
Was, yeah, uh, but that really made Drago say what you will. It's his old movies here, right? And scripts and stuff. But if he dies, he dies. Oh, yeah. my God. Such a clutch line, and I hated he, him for it. Here's the <laughs> crazier he, thing. When you watch part three, sorry, Raj. When you watch part three, uh, Rocky's talking to Pauly, and Pauly's being shitty to Apollo. And then Rocky says, oh, it takes like six years to get to, to, get to really know him and love him. <laughs> and Apollo says, I haven't got that long. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Huh. It's like he knows, man. Yeah. <laughs> Apollo, man. Uh, Carl Weathers. Uh, I was I was glad to see him get uh, that role in Happy Gilmore and see him still get stuff, you know. Oh, yes. He is, yes. He's so good, and like he can deliver comedic lines. Um, he's not a funny guy, but you give him like the right line, and it's just so memorable. And and like what you were just saying with. Uh, with Polly, it's yeah, it's a perfect example of that. No, he's he's as he's as charismatic as it gets, especially yeah. as as Apollo Creed. He's I love that character. Um, mm -hmm. he's, you're right. He's funny. He's charismatic. He's witty. He's all the above. He's good look. He's the perfect man. Yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, and his connection to L.A. And then you think about Adonis and Creed and how Adonis born in L.A. Yeah. out of the marriage and all. Ooh, it's interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah. To watch mm -hmm. the world building, but uh, mm -hmm. no man, Hogan, I remember with, with Thunderlips, like a lot of people were talking about that. And I know I've talked about this before, but at the time my mom's boss was a bodybuilder who mm -hmm. was like Mr. USA over 50, like swam across, swam the bay to Alcatraz with like rowboats shackled to his feet. So mm -hmm. he knew he was the one that he was like, Oh, I know that guy's name's Terry. Like that was the, my first sort of like introduction to kayfabe and the idea that it was all right. fake, you know? Huh. Uh, yeah, when, when that came out, man, I mean, I was very curious about wrestling. So it was just perfect timing when WWF started getting higher profile, Cindy Lauper putting Captain Lou Albano. It was like, I mean, it's funny, man. I like Vince McMahon couldn't have done it better himself with the idea of sprinkling all this talent and like, okay, you're going to see these people here and these people here and these people here. And then we're going to have this celebrity and this celebrity and we're going to bring this in like, it's it's amazing how it just it seemed like it came out of nowhere and then it was the biggest thing going, like almost how instantly. We, how do we never have Carl Weathers in wrestling, you know, doing anything? Actually, Good probably want too much money. He's kind of famous for being a tough negotiator. <laughs> okay, uh, he's pissed at Stallone that Stallone didn't bring him back for some sort of flashback in the Creed series. Well, Stallone has said Should've. he regrets killing him off. Yeah. Really? I, you know, yeah, why isn't he brought back for that though? For for Creed somehow as a flashback, something. I think it'd be corny because he is so much older. Uh, okay. I, I, you know, if you look in the Creed movies, because the Creed movies are like real movies, as opposed to like the the Rocky three to six are like pop. You know, like well, six the, isn't. I mean, Rocky Balboa's. Feel, Rocky Balboa feels a lot like the first one to me. Yes, it does. But it's it's still fast-paced move you know like yeah. it's not it's unrealistic you know like it's a they're going off the of espn simulation and you know stuff like that wouldn't really happen um it was funny during the beach scene with adrian and rocky in this is it's like man stallone knows how to write that those perfectly worded much like the the world ain't sunshine and rainbows speech in rocky balboa oh my like God. he knows how to write two people talking to each other where everything that comes out of their mouth is like the perfect argument counterpoint point of view 
rebuttal. Right. I mean, it's it's just he doesn't get enough credit as being really good with just writing like succinct motivational dialogue mm -hmm. that that doesn't seem forced or cheesy. Like it feels real in the moment. That that Rocky three C scene when he's with Adrian on the beach and yeah, she kind of gets him going right like that 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 speech turns him around and he's uh that's when you get the eye of the tiger back again um it, it could be done so wrong but the mm. way they do it is so well done it and sly and uh talia talia shire talia shire yeah oh yeah uh i thought they were just perfect in that scene and stallone you know he he gets a lot of crap for his you know the mumbling and everything but i thought he was just perfect and uh, yeah, it, I, I thought Rocky three is one of those. It's it's one of those where uh, it's there's a lot of corniness, but it is so good, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, you could show it to anyone anytime. And I'm sure like you show it to 20 people, 15 people will stay till the end. And there's not many 80s movies that are like that. So let me ask you guys this. I know we're talking about three. And we'll transition into, you know, I'm sure and holds barred and stuff. But <laughs> before we do, and maybe on a different time, we'll talk about Rocky Four. But one other thing I just want to point out with the Rocky series that taught a lot of us kids was to hate Russia. You guys not yeah. remember that? Like yeah, yeah. it literally taught us, like, say what you will, like to hate that place, hate that country. And then if you have to your mom and dad about it, like, yeah, well, you know, they're the bad guy. Like it was well, I mean, I also crazy. think I yeah. think Red Red Dawn was also 50% oh, of that. Big time. And as a kid, <laughs> I should no business watching that movie as a kid. But yet that somehow, movie like freaked me out like nobody's oh, business. Dude, them all lined up and singing. Uh -huh. Oh my god, it made me cry as a little kid, even. Yeah. Red Dawn but, was in the uh, Guinness Book of World Records. It's the most violent movie ever made. But yeah, which, it, it was it, you were taught to hate Russia and you don't know why. You did no clue why. <laughs> Zero clue as a little kid why. Except right. for Nikolai Volkov and Ivan Drago. <laughs> right. Communism, but I don't know what that means. Don't but, know what that yes. is yet. My kid. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird. I mean, yeah, it's it's very interesting. And we know the <laughs> rhythm of it. We don't know the yes. words, but we do know if we had to hum it, we all could probably do it. Probably, Nikolai yeah. Volkov. <laughs> Uh, so we should talk a little bit about No Holds Barred. Um, oh. I think this actually is a good bookend for kind of like Hulk Hogan in the 80s. I know No Holds Barred made money. I know Hulk and Vince were executive producers on it. I know WWF did the pay-per-view where they showed the movie and then they had the match. I know it was considered a success. But like these are the bookends for me where it's like Rocky Three introduced us all to wrestling. And I remember when No Holds Barred came out, that was kind of the the beginning of that down period of like, oh, wrestling's not cool anymore. Mm. Um, you, because, but time out. Did you yeah. really think that there was a kid? Um, I remember when the Warrior Hogan uh, Hogan WrestleMania, which was around the same time. I remember that was the first time when I took a break, and then it was like Hogan went to WCW, and that was like, oh, now I'm now I'm curious what's going on. Yeah, that's about the time I did too. Yeah, you know? I was being made fun of by like an HBK shirt. I remember like in an Undertaker shirt um during those down years in high school and i got made fun of for it for like the first time whereas before if you were a wrestling fan you were cool and you had the ljn figures you were cool in the playground but th that ship sailed yeah, yeah. Uh, but i think no holds barred i mean look, this... six was kind of the end of yeah for me like that was kind of the end of the 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 wrestling boom until the attitude era came up where uh you had uh you know hogan warrior and then as soon as Hogan left, it just kind of, you know, Bret Hart was never that that 
he became that guy later, but at no, first I watched it. Him. We all watched it every week. And, and yeah. like, like clockwork. I know I did, but it didn't have the same. Right. We weren't talking about it on the playground. That's all I remember. We yeah, weren't yeah. talking about that. Like, like WrestleMania 8 was the last one where like everyone was still talking about it. And then WrestleMania 9, nobody. I and remember. 10, yeah. zero. It was just like, me. Every WrestleMania from like two through six was the, and even when I lived in Michigan, when I lived in California, it was the like, let's get a group of people together. Yes. We're all going to put in 10 mm-hmm. bucks. We're going to buy the pay-per-view and use the rest to get pizza and soda. Mm-hmm. Just hang mm-hmm. out for the day. And six was like the last one that that happened right. for me. Yeah. Where there were enough people to like pool together money, you yeah. know? Um, but No Holds Barred, uh, I mean, it's an interesting movie. Notable that the WWF is represented in it. Mean Gene, Jesse Ventura, but Hulk Hogan's not playing Hulk Hogan. He's playing Rip Rogers. <laughs> Which is the name of another wrestler, like um, the hustler Rip Rogers. Right? Um, it's, it's I, I wonder how, uh, yeah, I wonder how they did that. I guess maybe Rip didn't own the copyright. I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah, not. But when he comes to the ring, exact same mannerisms, exact same. He just, the, the <laughs> colors were different. It was <laughs> yes. blue and white as opposed to red and yellow. Oh, Rip Thomas, oh. pardon me. Rip Thomas, I thought it was alliteration. So it was Rip Thomas, the World okay, Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion. Um, wait, wait, he was Rip Rogers, wasn't he? No, it was Rip, Ooh, Thomas. Rip Rogers. But Thomas. I think of it as Rip Rogers because of Rip Rogers. That's why. But and Ripham was his um, tagline. Oh, my God. Randy's first- brother. The first match he has was uh, Demolition Axe, Billy yeah. yeah. in that movie. And uh, yeah. And the entire yeah. plot of the film is that a rival TV network is jealous of WWF's ratings and wants to compete. It's actually, I mean, it's kind of weird, right? He's, he's, yes. he's like he's, supposed he's to be like, Ted Turner, right? Oh, I wonder if that's Eric. Vince. But I wonder if that's Vince was thought what was happening when Ted Turner lured Hulk away. It was like, this is like no holds barred, but in real life, what dirt, who did he send over to seduce him? And get him yeah. to break his contract. Because this was right when Ted Turner bought WCW, right? Like, uh, or no, actually, he hadn't probably bought it's a WCW. little beforehand. What little if this is where he got the idea? Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny? So the, the the famous scene in this movie near the beginning yeah, yeah. is that, yeah, the network head wants to meet with him and like gets him in a limo and kidnaps him. <laughs> and then you get the shot of Hulk jumping up through the roof of the limo, which actually that's like the coolest shot in the entire film. Yeah, um, that was cool. Yeah. Um, when beats he up the all roof. these henchmen and then yeah. the, uh, the limo driver soiled himself. Yeah. Hogan turns it on to like 690 degrees and that's <laughs> even with the dookie where he's like, what's that smell? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I saw this on in the background as a child and didn't pay much attention to it because I was like, this seems kind of silly. I remember, I mean, famous reviews like Siskel and Ebert disliked, like everybody disliked this movie and was just like for a wrestling movie, this is surprising. Like even for a wrestling movie, this is bad. Um, (laughs) but watching this again, Raj, I got to tell you, I wanted to turn this movie off probably a good eight or nine times during its 90 minute running time. (laughs) Where I was like, this is just so bad. And then you know, like 20 minutes where Hulk's not there. Like, oh, we couldn't get Hulk to film this. So let's now, let's go in the world of TV production in this tough man competition. They're going to a bar and they're going to make fun of everyone in the bar. Then they're going to, like, they don't get their asses kicked. They just get their, their manhood insulted. Um, it's, and, um, that, but then the scene, I love the two things. One, when they go on the road uh, with, with Sam, uh, the uh, account manager, uh, who's Samantha. 
um, they're at a diner and then the diner gets held up and Hogan throws <laughs> pies at the robbers to subdue them. And then they end up having to share one hotel room together. And then like a 1950 sitcom, Hogan puts a piece of tape and a sheet down the middle to divide the room. Yeah. Yes. And Pretty she chose that. to wear the, uh, <laughs> the sk- I mean, she looks amazing in that yes. movie. Joan Severance, uh, she yes. was uh, she was yeah. awesome. Uh, she's too good for that movie, I thought. <laughs> but uh, Hogan, man, uh, it was uh, it's one of the. I was actually having fun watching it. I, I tried to get my wife to watch it for a, a little bit. She was like, "What the fuck is this?" Again, you know, I'm being a kid, so I don't know about you guys. When I was when that scene came on, it was like a sex scene. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't like it as a kid. I mean, remember at this time, girls are icky to me. I want nothing to do with them. I like sports, wrestling, and my Hulk Hogan. And yeah. uh, I, I, for some reason, I remember it's like, this is stupid. What is it? Like, <laughs> not wanting to see it. I don't know why. And and Hogan's wearing like panties and stuff. During, like, during, like, yes, I did. I did not want. I did no. not want to see that. This guy was my hero. Him and Michael Jordan around this time. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. What you, you've been around a lot of legends, including Hulk Hogan. What is their fascination? And I understand to an extent Zuba's, but what is their fascination with like tie dye and like the bowling ball swirl pattern? No, I don't like, know. The weirdest, loudest colors. Did you ever wear the Zubas? Or yeah, yeah. Oh, I called? bought some Zubas like four years ago because Mojo Raleigh uh, got me interested in them again. Matt, so, did you ever? Ret- retroactively, would I say? Yeah. Re- for retro yeah. purposes, I think I have once, but like not back in the yeah. day. No. Dude, they're super comfortable pants. Like, mm. I mean, the loud patterns aside, I own some Zuba ties that they they make some Zubas. Like, mm. those are actually pretty cool to have that pattern on a tie. I think that looks kind of sweet on like a black uh, suit or something. I think you're trying to go overboard. Like, I'm not <laughs> really corporate. I'm not corporate. My tie is See? <laughs> <laughs> and recently, I invested in a new fanny pack. So there you uh, go. So I used to clown those until I started wrestling. And then you just eventually, that is one thing I succumbed to was a stupid fanny pack. I'm still embarrassed by it. Yeah. It is, uh, it is one of those things where a man purse is yeah. convenient. It, <laughs> it is, but they didn't have it yet. All right. They still don't. <laughs> they do. Now, there yeah. are things, but Travis because... Hunter was rocking one on the sidelines of a Colorado game this weekend. Oh, was he really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the body bag in Vegas is very popular, like the small messenger bag, but a lot of people wear them like, uh, I mean, it's, it's like basically a fanny pack, but you wear it, um, you wear it like across your chest, like diagonally. That's you know, like what Chewbacca. Travis is wearing. That's what Tra- uh, yeah. Travis Hunter guy was wearing, actually. But I've seen that a lot of people playing poker like have that, and they keep everything in there, but they keep it on their chest so it can't get like stolen or anything. Yeah. Um, like that's pretty popular here. But no, man, with no holds barred, like I was just watching this and the wrestling match at the end. First of all, the octagon. Also, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, good call. Did they subconsciously come up with that idea from this movie? <laughs> you know, you gotta wonder because. I've never seen an octagon before, right? Like the, this was the not uh, even a math class, math. not even geometry. And well, I mean, you, you, not even shapes <laughs> in kindergarten. No, <laughs> you got the parallelograms, and you're like, I'm good. A hexagon was as far as <laughs> I went, but uh, yeah, as far as uh, you know, a combat area doing when, an octagon. That's when the first time UFC, I've ever seen it. When did UFC first come out? In the '90s. So this yeah. was yeah, crazy. So, huh. 
Like subconsciously, because you hear uh, Artie Davis, you know, talking about when he founded the UFC, they were talking about like having a moat and alligators and all this stuff. But you got to wonder if the uh, subconsciously, if they got that idea from Mm -hmm. Noel's part. Once we get through uh, October and doing some scary movie and Halloween stuff in November, we should do Bloodsport, Mortal Kombat and UFC. Ooh, okay. I've never seen any of those. But oh. you've never seen Bloodsport? Bloodsport's yeah. amazing. It was such a good movie. And you've never played the game Mortal Kombat? I played it, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, the Sub-Zero. game. Yeah. yeah, the movie is one thing. But, but uh, dude, yeah. Bloodsport, like, okay, okay, that's... Sean I mean, Van Damme? Yeah, that, I still think that movie... I think that movie's gotten better with age, personally. I rewatched yeah. it, like, six months ago. I was like, it. this movie is fantastic. Well, there's a lot for you to clown and laugh at. That yeah, absolutely. You're supposed to be laughing at on purpose. <laughs> yeah, but it, I, I yeah. think it's, in some ways it's a perfect film. Uh, right. Much like Back to the Future. Um, different different type of movie but it's the perfect 80s action movie especially if you like fights and fighting and and whatnot and and as usual in the 80s they do a masterful job of building up their villains yeah yeah Yeah. um i love van damme back in the day too yeah so that'll be fun to talk about but uh with no holds barred i mean matt do you did you watch it when it first came out do you remember like going to the theater opening day yes oh my god yes me and my friend josh schultz went to it um Again, it was another award for doing good in school. Um, but uh, yeah, oh yeah, I loved it. I thought it was the greatest movie. I'm not, I'm not joking. I thought this was the coolest movie ever. You, you know how like uh, Meltzer right now where he's like, oh, Dynoid, uh, well, there was, uh, uh, you know, uh, tennis competition on, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he'll bring that up. Uh, yeah. But No Holds Barred, it was number two when it opened behind Indiana Jones, which was like the biggest wow. movie at that time. But uh, That's crazy. It was number two at the box office when it opened. That the movie we just watched again, that yeah. was number two. Wow. Yeah. Behind Indiana Jones. I think we were going to go see it in theaters, and I think we just went and saw Indiana Jones a second time. Because Last Crusade well, is such a good movie. In retrospect, that was a proper choice, obviously. Yeah. But I, I remember my dad, we, we had just moved to Virginia at that time. We, we watched that, and I made him watch that. And take me to the theater and then made him watch cry and get through. And he's like, All right, you're fucking done. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> no, I mean, but that movie, I mean, like that summer, 1989, you had Ghostbusters 2, Batman, which was terrible. Ghostbusters 2 was Ghostbusters terrible. 2, but Batman, though, was the biggest event, like of the late 80s cinematically. The hype for Batman when that came out. Um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, like, yeah, that was a huge was summer for movies. So No Holds Barred only making $16 million is actually kind of a disappointment. I mean, when you look at, I mean, even The Abyss, which I love, but a lot of people consider a failure, like even The Abyss like made more money than that. Well, I just know this. As a kid, I thought the movie ruled. I really did. Yeah. I, again, the Hulk could do nothing wrong to me as a little kid, like as a fan of his. I loved anything he was a part of. Yeah. I remember being jazzed to see it in the theater. Um and I remember when I saw it in the theater at that time, in my head, I made I made myself like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like like if, if it was uh, if it was some other non unknown actor, I probably wouldn't have liked it. But because uh, it was Hulk, and I was a huge Hulk maniac at the time, I, I made myself like going into it. I knew I was going to love this movie. Whoa. The other part of it was Zeus. So for me, like my head, I wanted to see that match in real life because I I knew this was a movie, right? I'm so sophisticated. Um, And (laughs) I uh, knew this was a movie. So I was like, I want a real life Hogan might not be 
take this guy. I remember really thinking that. So when he yeah. eventually did show up, I was so excited. Yeah, yeah tiny whisper. But then they showed he had no that he really couldn't do much. They kept protecting him. And as a kid, I remember that was my first time seeing another athlete being protected because he can't. Because I kept saying, "Why doesn't he do more than this? He was doing way more than this in the movie. Why yeah. can't he do it in real life?" You know what I mean? You know that. Um, you know, and and it goes back to like what works, right? Like, is it work rate? No. Is it no. Uh, building characters and stuff? And that Zeus Hulk Hogan. Uh, Brutus Beefcake, Randy Savage, SummerSlam main event was one of the biggest uh, drawing pay-per-views of all time. All characters. Great, yeah. very defined characters. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy with Tiny Lister, man. He was the go-to guy. I mean, you think about, um, you know, Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. You think about Bull from mm. Night Court. You think about some of these mm. other big guys who played the heavy. If you just go to Tommy Tiny Lister's Wikipedia page and you look yeah. at the number oh. of movies he was oh. in as oh. the Friday. big yeah, I mean, dude, so, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Um, you know, uh man, I mean, even going on Debo to is iconic. culture. Debo is iconic though. Yes. Of course it is. <laughs> uh Stellar um, Justin Lopez bringing up that it made uh, uh over 16 million dollars. It was the 69th highest grossing film of that year, which nice. you know. Uh, but yeah, so you in movies you keep half your money, the theaters keep half the money. So Vince McMahon essentially broke even through but after whatever new line cinemas had to pay him um a new line at the time new line was kind of a hot studio by that point like uh Wait, nightmare on elm street no. oh that's right they did make nightmare yeah. and big... teenage mutant ninja turtles which that up until out, that came that out came was out that before? Uh, was that let me see no. was that it was that was either 89 or 90 because um, new line got much bigger with friday and all yeah. those cube movies that was the one with nash with. right super shredder yeah yeah, TMNT was 1990. So up until that point, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street is what kept New Line. And man, do we want to next week? Do we want to do Nightmare and Friday next week? Maybe Nightmare on Elm Street Ooh. and Friday the 13th next week Ooh. for Halloween okay. season. That'd be good. But dude, like I, I, I've watched so many Nightmare on Elm Street documentaries and you'll just hear about like New Line, like Freddy Krueger is what not only put them on the map, but kept them in business. Yeah. You know, up until TMNT came out. It is funny with Nightmare on Elm Street because the the one where they didn't have Robert England, uh, yeah. they had gotten another guy, and it just Jackie wasn't Haley, the same. Be fair, and Kelly Lee from the Bad News Bears, right? It just and wasn't the same. from Watchmen. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was. It was. You know what? I mean, we'll we'll talk about this. If that hadn't had CGI effects, if they'd done practical effects, I think that would have been way better received. But when you watch it now, it's it was made during that era when special effects now look like a video game. Yeah, you know, like it doesn't look real, but. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that pay-per-view uh, did well for WWF because it was like, watch the movie, then watch this pay-per-view after. <laughs> Could you imagine that now? If they were like, watch the Marine 5 and then The Miz is really going to take on Bo Dallas and reenact their fight from the film. I was but... having this discussion with my daughters uh, the other day, and we, we talked about this a little bit last week, but uh, like, I was asking them, who are the big movie stars now, right? Like, who are the, yeah. the draws? And they were saying Zendaya and Tom Holland. I'm like, those guys, they're not draws like Tom Cruise and Stallone and Arnold were, you know, like right. the younger kids know them, but they're not going to go to whatever they do. You know, well, they, like, also don't, they also don't have a telephone book at some age thick of 
you know, lists of movies they've been in and starred in, like yeah. those right. aforementioned guys you just said, Arnold and Sylvester and all that, Tom Cruise. Yeah. And no one's even that bankable. I mean, aside from The Rock, um, I mean, look at Jennifer Lawrence. He's like, the last. Jennifer Lawrence did uh, that No Hard Feelings movie, movie over the summer, really funny, really solid film, like mm -hmm. a raunchy comedy. Like, it just did okay. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, the Chris's. Uh, all the Chris's from the Marvel movies, like, uh, and then Chris Pine, I mean, they'll do stuff and it's kind of hit or miss depending on what the, the film is, whether people go and see it or not. Um, Scarlett Johansson. I mean, I feel like we've got very few like actual movie stars and then a lot of B plus players that mm -hmm. if you put them in the right thing, it right, could be huge. But then there's also like just great actors, uh, working today. I mean, uh, you know, if Jake Gyllenhaal's in something, like, I'm probably going to watch it because I think he tends to do really interesting movies. But when we were talking about No Holds Barred and Hulk Hogan, yeah. the fact that he was able to make it number two when it was a terrible movie and uh, it, just his star power alone, you're, you're not going to get that yes. now. With Roman Reigns is not going to open a movie at number two. No. You know? no. Different time and age today, too, how yeah. people view their stuff, right? But still, yeah. if yeah. we went back in time, no. No, he wouldn't have been right. able to do it. Hulk did with that. Yeah. No, Cena was kind of the last of even Cena. I don't think would open a movie at number two. The Rock would, uh, but not Cena. But that I think feel like The Rock's film career before he did um, Fast Five. Right, it he was, had a lot of movies was, that opened okay. Crap. Yeah, but it was seen as a disappointment because it was like you know the rundown. Good example, like why wasn't this number? Why didn't this make more money? I just kept remember telling everybody, why don't they put him in a damn movie in which is similar to the Rock character? That's, yeah. He's hilarious. Everybody thinks he's cool. Girls right. want to frigging, you know, you know what with him. Like, it, <laughs> everybody loves the Rock character. Um, yeah. But they haven't played these lame-ass, stupid roles that are not him at all. And they made him lose weight, which was stupid. Um, yeah. He was know? skinny for a while. He yeah. had to. They told him to. He looked like, I mean, go well, back and watch Cena in uh, 12 rounds. Like, Cena doesn't look like a real person next to other people. He's too big. Yeah. yeah. What well, was that movie happen. where The Rock was the football coach? Like, that was yeah. when he was, he, the he was really going downhill. With his weight. They made him do that on purpose. Yeah. He was too big. And um, anyways, he was a quarterback in that movie on top of it, which is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh -oh. But... God, what was it called? The program, the something. What was it something? It was something. Not the, the program. That wasn't the was, program. That was the one where the kids were laying down in traffic. Right. And uh, which they had they to had cut to, that scene out. I know. Because <laughs> people were really gridiron doing gang that. is the one. Gridiron. Gridiron gang. gang. Yeah. Right. No, he was a coach in gridiron gang. Yeah. yeah. And, and the one you're thinking about is uh, the Disney movie with the the, the yes. daughter. Yes. yes. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was it called? Tooth Fairy for that. No. no, and my my kids love that movie. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, chat, help us out. Uh, game plan. So we're just there. You go. Um, thank, you. thank you, chat. But I want to point something out, though, Raj. Uh, Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade made thirty-seven million dollars over that same weekend when No Holds Barred made five. <laughs> like, but it was number two. That's a <laughs> distant <laughs> number two. You know, it was a distant number. Two. Hulk Hogan got people to spend five million bucks to come see the movie. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the ticket price. So we got like a million. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there were like, at that point, there were probably, you know, 10 million WWE fans. And he got 10% of them to go out and see a film. Now, I mean, if you could do a WWE Studios picture, like, oh my God, like that stock would triple if they could open a movie with a million people going weekend number one, you know?
yeah i just think movies is a different business now whereas yeah. uh well, streaming and it's funny like the people that are draws are the people that we grew up with tom cruise yeah. you know like um it's not the the current generation they're not uh they're not draws yeah i mean i don't know it's plus i think everything hits streaming so soon it's like oh i want to see gran turismo it's, i know it's going to be streaming in three weeks um you know anything Which, comes out they're starting to change that with oppenheimer like that's still not on streaming and i've been wanting to see that and i'm like damn maybe, maybe i should just go but i can't wait, so, find the time wait so hold up so if a movie just came out in the theater three yeah. weeks afterwards you can see it on stream you can rent it for like 20 bucks and watch right. it you gotta home. buy it yeah yeah um so this like happened. barbie barbie is out now yeah barbie took a while if you okay so the uh Asterisk to this, though, Matt, is if something is hugely popular and still making money in theaters, they won't do that. But let's say, like, The Flash came out and The Flash just did kind of, like, okay. Like, wait three weeks or a month. You can pay 20 bucks and watch it at home. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that happens a lot with uh, movies now. It's a very limited release. So, I don't know, man. It's interesting that this movie... Uh, but it's funny because a lot of people saw it, but I don't hear people speak well of this film. I feel this always gets no brought up. Barred? Yeah, it always gets brought up. Because it's, it's not. Like, it's not a good movie. What are you talking about? No, no, no. But Matt, here's like what I'm a, saying. There's like a rapey scene and, you know, like it's well, there's a lot like, of stuff. you know. But no, it's but there's a, a lot of movie. there's a lot of bad movies <laughs> from the 80s that like people have nostalgic fondness for. I think this might be the first one that like nobody has nostalgic fondness for I did just because of this was the first yeah. time I saw Hulk. Yeah. Even though it was a movie in a, in a bad way with a guy that I thought was bigger than him. Yeah. Yeah. More muscular yeah. too. I will admit like the, the scenes with Zeus when he's coming in, I was like, yeah, that's pretty badass. Like it was, well, except was they filled cool. in his eyebrows, like the Z in his side of his head. Like it was, it was cool. Yeah. That was dope. That was cool. Like, and he had his own music. It was like, dun, 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 Jim Johnston, yeah, yeah, um, in the film, he was the best thing of that movie. I thought, I thought Zeus, like just yes. every scene he was in, just kind of he stole the scene. Hulk it's, sucked. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, he's doing his thing. I mean, does it get better in Suburban Commando? Does it get better in Mister Nanny? I, does his I acting did not improve? watch another movie from Hulk after this. Hulk speak was Rocky Three. That was the best he's <laughs> ever been in a movie. Seriously, and he's like a parody of a pro wrestler, which. Yeah, but he was great in that. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah, but if not for this film, WWE Studios probably would have never happened. If not for Vince having that experience of being like, "Why am I giving somebody else? Why am I splitting the money with New Line yes. Cinemas?" Yes, you know, definitely. I bet you a part of it. Yes, and, and the uh, fact that he thinks that wrestlers can do a little bit of everything, which I agree with him on. I think wrestlers got to find the right ones do have the ability to do their own stunts um if you put them in an action movie they know how to be charismatic they know how to turn it up to a 10 or a 12. um all the things that you can i think you put a lot of wrestlers in these types of roles and i think they do a decent job at it more than yeah. any other genre i would argue other than obviously a classically well-trained actor or actress but if you pull people from the sports world or other entertainers from the entertainment world i do think wrestlers offer the most hmm. And I like when they give wrestlers uh, roles that show range. It is weird. I mean, uh, Schwarzenegger had that problem early on where it's, you know, well, he's a robot. He doesn't have to speak much. Um, you know, where they do things to sort of hide the fact that they're not the best actors or, they, you know, they they have issues mm -hmm. delivering dialogue. So I think I think we've evolved a bit. I mean, I think... Um, Kindergarten Cop, he was great yeah. in that. 
Well, no, right. well what, movie. what football players have had the success that The Rock and Cena have had, right? No one. Like, uh, wrestling is where you find it because you have that training of uh, communicating in front of a large audience. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. seriously, there's there's no other sport where you have that kind of success. Yeah. No, no, no uh, celebrity even, uh, even, has had this. Yeah. Even Batista. Batista. Right? Had some sleeper movies I was really impressed with. Yeah. He's a very good actor. I think he's the best right? wrestler turned actor. Um, I mean, under, I don't think they talk about it enough, though. Like, do they? Is he getting yeah, his props? I think so. It's interesting when you see interviews with him, though. That's why it kind of shocks me that he went back to WWE a few years ago because we watch interviews with him. It's like he's so, I mean, almost. He comes across almost a little pretentious how much of a film nerd he, he is, does. like naming directors, talking about method, like, oh, I'll work with uh, this guy for free. Just because, he says you know, films instead yeah, of movies. But he's talented, though. Don't get me wrong. I mean, <laughs> watch Knock at the Cabin, and it's um like that's a, a really emotionally heavy role he's playing, and he knocks it out of the park. And I agree in the first Guardians. I know now he's kind of like down on playing Drax ever again, but in that first Guardians movie, like there was comedy there, but that was a really like interesting character it, it was what was the movie he was in where oh god he had bad vision it, it, it was supposed to be, oh god was it the uh, the murder mystery one that just came out it was a, no. a side kid a sidekick okay. in it it was really funny he played off him really uh, well with the girl oh. yeah what was it? oh wait was that was the one uh where's the bensonhurst one where's the invasion was it an action movie or a comedy man like a romance type of movie oh stuber that's it. Oh yeah, I heard that, I, that. That was the first non-Drax film I saw from him, and I was impressed with what he did in that. I really yeah. was. I didn't think he could do that. I, did, I honestly, I didn't. But he was good in Glass Onion. I think uh, he plays a very fun, like f- yeah, Glass funny Onion role. Was yeah, but he's about. serious with it. No, I think I think um, he was uh, what, what, Andrew Tate or what he was trying to be. That. He was trying to be like kind of like one of those type guys. Um, yeah. It was interesting, but I think. Uh, yeah, I think he's by far the best actor. And it's it'd be interesting to see. I mean, because The Rock, aside from Pain and Gain, like The Rock doesn't really take. I think John Cena is the best actor. But he's done doing comedy, though. Yeah, he's but he good. does his best. But really it's the good. same thing, though. It's the I mean, if, well, did you guys watch Fast X yet? Yeah. No. no. Wait, wait, what? What? Fast 10. Oh, yes. Fast, yes, I did. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one with The Rock at the very end? Yes. I'm losing track of which one. I saw the one yeah. before. Uh, I saw Fast Nine where Cena was uh, first. Uh, he's in Fast Nine. He's just playing John Cena again. It's the exact yeah. same as he played in Blockers. It's the same. Like, hey, I'm a big tough guy, but I also make fun of myself, and it's yeah. good. I like watching it, but it's it's the same shtick. Mm-hmm. And I like John Cena a lot, but I'm just saying, like, he knows what people want to see him do. Which to be sucks, he, he is the yeah. most rage. I'm telling you the truth. Anyone I've ever seen in our business, including Rock, and I mean this, John can do anything mm-hmm. that you want him to act like. He doesn't have to always play that character, so I don't know why he keeps getting booked in movies. And you're right, he does. The oversized meathead who makes fun of himself. Yeah. And, 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 and tries to pretend he's, uh, uh, you know, like crapping on himself, right, for a couple yeah. of laughs. But he's, I'm telling you, he can do way more than that. I don't know why they don't have him do way more than yeah. that. Actually, it was funny. I say, um, like, yeah, sorry. Oh, I was going to say the the best wrestler performance I think I've ever seen was Cena in uh, Blockers. I think that is the best. He I mean, was good funny. in that, Glenn. He's but, funny, okay. yeah. I'm going to put it out there right now. So John, at OVW, 
uh, driving us after a wrestling practice at the old Davis Arena, which was in Indiana. We were going to like a Shoney's or one of those all-you-can-eat buffets for like two fifty because we didn't have much money under tour names at the time, mm-hmm. right? And he's blasting Quiet Riot on the Jeep mm-hmm. ride over there. He's blasted Twisted Sister. So when he came up with the rap thing, I'm like, he is that damn good. He's got everybody fooled thinking that he's like this rapper and he knows how he knows rap and he even likes rap. Because I'm telling you, he was not a rap fan. I'm telling you, he was listening to like 80s metal. Unless he probably listened to Maul, but I'm just telling you, he definitely was a huge 80s guy because I was too. I still am. Yeah. And uh, with metal. But so that's how talented is my point. He is. He can pull off anything you throw his way, whether it's him joking around. He can pull it off to where you believe he's being real. He's such a, I'm telling you, he's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. is. Um, I think uh, sleeper funny performance from him, but him and Daddy's Home too, I oh. think is very funny <laughs> because good. it's it's um, it's not like he's not in on the joke through the entire film. Like he plays it really straight and really serious, like this asshole dad. Um, yeah, it's I think he's very funny in that. But no, I know it's funny though. There's that um, movie where he talks about how he he ate Mark Mark oh, Wahlberg uh, for breakfast. A train wreck, train wreck. Yeah, and then he's actually he with Mark Wahlberg in that movie. Yeah, in yeah. Daddy's Home too, which was it was hilarious. I thought uh, I thought Cena stole that movie. Uh, yeah, train wreck. Yeah. Train wrecked or what? no? Uh, uh, Daddy's, Daddy's Home too. Yeah. I don't see that. He's the best part of it. The first Daddy's Home is funny. He's in it briefly, the first one. But, He's at um, the very end, yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, I think that Trainwreck was the start. And honestly, it's really weird in a way because um, like for a while there, him and Channing Tatum had like the same sort of career path where it was like, oh, people don't take them seriously. Channing because he's like the super attractive guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John because he's so buff. And they both started like kind of making fun of themselves at the same time. And that completely... Yes got them more roles, changed people's image of them, like was a game changer for their careers. Yeah. You know, I'm telling you, he can do so much more than what he, yeah. what we've seen. I'm, I'm telling you guys. Yeah. And I don't understand. It. Like I was watching the Falcon in the winter soldier series. Um, and I know they got Wyatt Russell to play uh, the new captain America. Uh, at the time, the Patriot was like the bad guy. I thought Cena with that. I thought that role, it's funny. They went to the peacemaker which is kind of like a parody of Captain America. But if you watch um, what John Cena's done, I mean, there's that great video he did for the 4th of July that they reshow every year where he's talking about patriotism and community and equality and inclusion. Mm-hmm. You watch his Make-A-Wish work. I mean, this guy is so sincere and so good at delivering just those, like, you know, inspiring speeches that it's like, why isn't he getting cast in a movie where he gets to do tap into more that size of himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good so point. real quick, going going into, you know, talking about no holes bar and everything. Best Hulk Hogan maybe. What what is it? Ooh. It has to be Rocky Three. Rocky right? Three. I mean, yeah. Like Do we consider that? He's not the star of that. I mean, he's the best in that. I mean, if we don't count best it. Best out of who? He's not better than Sly Stallone in it. No. <laughs> no, no. Mr. T is better. I mean, he's he's number I thought four. Mr. I thought Mr. T was better than Hulk in that too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I has he ever made a better. really great movie? I mean, I haven't seen Suburban haven't Commando seen or Mr. Nano. Veggie Gamer saying Suburban Commando, no way. Okay. That no, was the one with no. Undertaker in it, right? Um Let's I can see that story, whether it was him or Big Shot. I think it was supposed to be Undertaker it, or something. Like it, yeah. Oh, wait, no, no. Gremlins 2, the new batch is the best Hulk Hogan film appearance. No. Rocky three. Rocky three. 
Got to be. They're all horrible, except right. He was great. Except for Rocky Three. He was good at Thunderlips. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Best uh, best Rocky movie. For me, by a smidgen, it's four. Mm. A smidgen over three. I mean, like a half a centimeter. If you more. throw in the Creed movies, we still. <sighs> you can't do that. You cannot do <laughs> no. that. You, you've blown my head up with this. Robert. Out of all of them, <laughs> Rocky Balboa, Rocky Six is the best Rocky movie. What? Yeah. Wow. I it's the most sense. interesting story. And especially because if you've watched the entire series, mm-hmm. that movie, like, I mean, even the fact Spider Rodriguez is like washing dishes in his restaurant, like, that movie is is a love letter to the series. It's a great bookend to the character. Like what he did in Creed is great. But if you watch that movie, I don't know how you can not watch that movie See, and I, not be touched, inspired, like sad. Like it's so good. I took Creed as his love letter to Yeah. Yeah, same. But man, mm. now it's gotta be four. Really close with three, like really pushing it. I'm and, with you. I think four and three, and then the Creed one and two. It's like mm. Creed one and two, I could watch anytime. Anytime it's on, I'm watching it. And uh, when, you, when I'm on a plane, yeah. as soon as I see it's there, I'm like, okay, I'm watching this. Huh. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think uh from six, the world ain't sunshine and rainbows kid. Uh mm-hmm. like that speech, one of the that best speech was movie any, speeches ever. I was gonna say of any movie. Yeah, yeah I agree with anything. that. You know, um, and Paul is like the least the awful. Paulie is the least awful in Rocky's. <laughs> he's, he's alone. <laughs> he's still terrible, but uh, he is. He is. Yeah. He's the worst. It's like he he lost all your money, did nothing to get it back. <laughs> he has brought nothing to your life. At least he's like yeah. have him live somewhere else. He's like the worst version of Turtle from Entourage. Like <laughs> it's just like, dude, why do we let you hang out with us? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. very weird. At least Turtle drove the car. Yeah. Paulie doesn't even drive Rocky around. No, he just you drinks. Know? He just yeah. takes all the booze. And gets bitter and like makes mean comments and like says some questionable shit. Like that's yeah. now in hindsight, maybe a little borderline racist. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, he has been borderline racist. Yeah, it's like Paulie, like, uh, really? <laughs> shit ain't acceptable, man. Um, so we should talk about this. Raj, we were talking off the air. Raj has got his, his semi-retirement career doing stock advice mm-hmm. and i don't know for you guys when the first time you ever knew about the stock market was but for me it was the margin of error episode of family ties in 1982 when alex p keaton is doing a class project on the stock market and he's so good at stock picks that he pretends to be his father and buys a bunch of stock in a company makes a shit ton of money and then is going to give it to his parents but then a monsoon wipes out the company in the Philippines. And he has to explain to them they just lost, like, you know, their nest egg of AT&T stock. And I remember seeing that as a kid, and I was like, this is just a great sitcom episode, and Michael J. Fox is amazing. But I remember seeing that at, like, seven years old and being like, what is the stock market thing? And how do I get involved? Wow. Uh, you know? For me, it was, uh, there was an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's kind of the same mm. thing, where uh, Will and Carlton, they're, they put all this money in this stock, and they're watching it, you know, and it, it's crashing, it splits, and then it crashes. And they're all cocky at the beginning. They're like, oh, God, we lost everything. So it, it, it's one of those things that um, if you get into it smart, if you just put in put your uh, funds in S&P 500 index fund and don't even think about it, 
over time. And that's what I'm teaching my daughters. And I, I did a newsletter the other day about how uh, my my youngest daughter is 14. She gets 100 bucks a month. And every month, 50 of that, she has to put it into an S&P 500 index fund. And she has to manually do it because uh, you need to know how to do it as opposed to it being automatic. And she's been doing it. And especially this last year, it's been gigantic. And she's like, okay, now I'm starting to work and I'm going to do uh, 200 a month. And it's like, oh, yes, you know, like uh, the earlier you get in, the more it pays off over time. Hmm. That's really impressive, man. Smart girl. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. The earlier, the better. No, one of my biggest regrets. Never, like, I remember being, 25 and having a job and they're like oh and we have this 401k and we do matching and i'm like i'm good just give me all my money now i want to buy a new car stereo like i remember i need the speakers in my back seat yeah i was so (laughs) dumb with my money to the point where you know yeah 15 years ago i didn't drive for a year because i couldn't afford car insurance like (laughs) i was i spent every cent i made up until you know like 35 uh until i finally started to value saving and um, I wish I got in the market sooner. I think I was always so afraid of something sure. going wrong. But historically, you know, uh, historically, and this isn't financial advice, but historically, the market tends to go up. And I think that I'm one of those people that does the idiotic thing of, oh, I'm going to time the market. I'm going to wait. There's going to be a big crash. Right. and I'm going to take a bunch of money and put it all into stock. And uh, it's probably better to do what Raj preaches, which is dollar cost average averaging and just putting in a little here and a little there. And you don't have to sit there. And I'm also, again, an idiot because I'll sit there and be like, oh, I like this stock for this reason. Or, oh, I should invest in WWE. Where it's like, you can just buy an index fund that covers everything. And that way, you know, you're you're spreading your bets, man. You're diversifying your portfolio. And if the market goes up, you do well. You know, but you just have to be willing to ride it out and not panic and be like, sell everything right. the day the stock uh, takes a dip, which is also another dumb thing I've done. Uh, you know, I, I tell uh, everyone I know, uh, this is not investment advice because everyone's goals are different, but uh, all my family and everyone, BOO, just put it in, put it in once a week or once a month, whatever. And over time, you're up 10% a year, you know, like yeah. either you're going to have your down years. If you don't look at it, um, you're, that's you're, the key. That's really the don't key. look at it, especially years like this. Don't look at it. <laughs> Actually, uh, this year has been good. Last year was a bad year. It's just crazy, man. I mean, but they don't teach this stuff. They didn't teach stuff when we were kids. I mean, again, we saw it in TV and movies. You go and watch the movie Wall Street, and you're like, I think people get really rich off the stock market thing. I remember calling a broker, like, I think after I saw the movie Wall Street, and I was like, hey, how do I I got paper out? How can I put some money into this? They're like, is this a class project? Like, I, I don't care about your your ten dollars you want to put into the stock market but now you could do it online back in the day you had to yeah call a stockbroker get involved in a brokerage pay a commission now it's like it's kind of scary easy how easy it is yeah you know and if anyone listening if you ever need any help or anything just let me know i'll happy to help I think this is funny, Raj. I know you're starting this altruistic. I think five years from now, Matt, Raj is going to be like Tom Vu and buying infomercials and be like, you're afraid to be rich. Look at me. I'm out here on the golf course. See this car? This is my toy. You see these women? They're around me because I have money. You deserve to be poor. Call me. Maybe. That's the goal. 
Full heel turn rise. Tom Vu, those Tom Vu infomercials are on YouTube. Those are amazing from the 90s. They're hilarious. Yeah, he plays poker now. I wonder, I'd like to meet Tom Vu in Vegas. But I guess that, I guess I think he got like busted for, I'm sure, for doing something. Um, but uh, yeah, so now he just plays, he plays cards for, for a living. Hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, well, there you have it. Tons of hate from AEW people today. Oh my God, Raj! Why do you do it? Why do you poke the bear? They are sensitive. They are a, sens- a sensitive bunch. What did you, what happened? What I miss? I said uh, the pay per view tonight did not have a good build. <laughs> you know, like is there a single match tonight where you're like, oh, I gotta go watch it? You know, like where you're. Th- you I mean, know. if Edge shows up, or pardon me, if Adam Copeland shows up, I think that's that would be. That's why people but, are tuning in. But it's, you know, uh, you have your top draw. MJF is facing the righteous. I don't even know who the righteous. Who's the righteous? Yeah, Um, (laughs) exactly. The Ring of Honor guys. Um, Okay, actually talented, but what is her name? Yes, Maria Canellas' husband, Mike. Oh, Mike Bennett. I I know. No, no, that's the Kingdom. Oh, this is the righteous. (laughs) Isn't he part of the righteous? No. Tell me who it is then. Okay, I don't know. Let's see. I yeah. thought it was guys uh, coming out with Roddy each week. Someone no. named Dutch. What? Are you sure it's not a Ring of Honor pay per view? Let's see. <laughs> no, it's AEW. I don't know. I watch it each week. I'm not BSing. I, That's what I'm but, saying. But I, I got tons of hate. He's for hand- bringing he- that up. MJF's in a handicap match. I know that. Again, yeah. I th- I'm so stupid. I guess two guys. I've, it's a total huh. waste of his drawing power. Those are two guys that are pushing around Roddy in the wheelchair. Mike Bennett being one of them was really good. The, right, the rice is Vincent and Dutch. Is that it? Oh, Vin, Vincent, who's with TNA for a little bit? Um, I know who maybe. that is. No, I'm not Here's seeing Jared. that on uh, Oh, that's no, Champions. Yeah, he was an impact at Hard to Kill. Yeah, he's, a, char- char- he's a charismatic dude. That He's very weird looking. Like He looks different. different it's very weird what it's worth. No, in a good way. Like He sticks out. I did a promo mm-hmm. with him when I went back to TNA. Like their 20 year anniversary, whatever it was. Dollar store Bray Wyatt. <laughs> well, I was very mean. Whoever wrote that. Yes, West Four, you should be ashamed of yourself. I think um AEW started out really strong. It's just starting to remind me, like as a kid, I was a Marvel Comics fan, and then I would open DC and I'm just like, there's just too much here to to learn all at once. Okay, but there is. But oh, MJF, you yeah. guys don't think he's that good? Oh, he's great that entertaining. Oh. He has these people chanting. The weirdest things in a million years. No other wrestler He's phenomenal. Can get the audience to chant. Their I mean, top guys are good. Things, yeah. You know, but I'm just saying it's deep. Though. It's a, it's, it's a, well, now with Ring of Honor involved. It's such a deep roster. It, it is. It is. But from my There's money, eight thousand titles now. I'm just gonna be real with you guys. If you said, "Hey, Matt, you have five dollars. You could spend it on just whatever dollar amount. Any wrestler you want to watch today, who would it be? For me, it'd be him. Be all around because of promos and his wrestling. Yeah, and no. the shape he's gotten himself in. He no, he's looks, phenomenal. Talks, he's a star. MJF um, and Roman are my my guys. Those yeah. are the two. Roman too. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm still ride or die for NXT. I thought last night No Mercy was incredible. Um start to finish. Um so Carmelo Hayes launched the championship. Uh Dragonoff is now NXT champion. Ooh, Becky Lynch good. retained in an extreme rules match against Tiffany Stratton. That was phenomenal. Tiffany Stratton's gonna be a huge star. She's yeah. gonna be, yep, I was gonna say the same thing. Yep. Um D'Angelo and Stax retained on the tag titles. Trick Williams defeated Dominic Mysterio, is now the North American champion. So Trick's Trick has a title. Mello doesn't now. 
Why did Dave Dominic lose the title? That wasn't smart. I think right? it was Trick's time, man. Um, no, it was. Not- a- yeah, Dom has been raising those ratings. Like, yeah, like, why would they have him lose that belt? A trick is over, dude. If you watch the last few weeks, he of is. NXT, like, trick great, is so over. He's a great you know? promo too. He's he's a star in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah. like, Dom, you don't beat Dom yet. And sleeper news coming out of this: Joe Gacy. Now schism is no more. Joe Gacy's looking for new purpose, and he set Ava Rain free. So the Rock's daughter now Good. might be a singles Good. star in the NXT Good. Women's Division. And we'll get away from that weird gimmick dad are doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, she wasn't doing it, wasn't working for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, NXT is so much fun. It's so like, it's the most fun I have watching wrestling week in and week huh. out just because yeah, it's, it's cool. silly. It's But Matt, it's not like it was when we were covering it with AEW when it was trying to be AEW, you right. know, and it was all that. Like now it's back to just crazy characters. They're amazing wrestlers, but there's just some silly shit going on. You know, um, that makes it entertaining. And then you got stuff like Braun Breaker still there. Baron Corbin beat Braun Breaker last night. That's huge. I was very what? surprised by that. Yeah. Why'd they do that? Baron Corbin beat Braun Breaker? Beat Braun Breaker, yeah. That seems Dude, stupid. It was a good pay-per-view <laughs> last night. No Mercy was yeah. really good. And they had an amazing intro package that looked like the No Mercy video game for N64. The best wrestling video game yeah. of all time. Yeah. Good, man. NXT. It's where it's at. It's the thing I'm happiest to cover in the world of wrestling. Uh, well, never gonna I watch. Will, I'm sorry. I will be watching the AW tonight. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. It's on right now. Okay, well, let's <laughs> wrap it up. Follow Matt at BP Matt Morgan. Rogers at the Raj Geary. I'm Macklin Rubenstein. Next week, Freddie versus Jason. We're gonna talk Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, all the horror not movies that, of our childhood. But not that exact movie. We're talking about this. Separate. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll okay. come to that. You don't have to watch all of them. I'm sure you remember. What should I watch? Freddie versus Jason. No, I like Freddy Ver- you didn't like no, that? no, you gotta go back if you want to do this right. Watch the real first three, uh, Nightmare, yeah. Street. Two is a trip, but Dream Warriors is, the I think, Dream Warriors it the best. Gave me strength as a little kid to think yes. I had a fighting chance when these nightmares, yep. now. yes. First one was with Johnny Depp, right? That was, the, yeah, first one's scary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the best so, of all time. Watch what you feel like watching, we'll dive into it next week and then do we'll do more uh, scary stuff for the month of Halloween. So, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Hey, if you like the show, please do us a favor. Please subscribe on YouTube. Even if you're listening to the audio, please subscribe on YouTube um, and check it out. And uh, tell a friend. I know people are slowly learning that the three of us are back together doing this, but we would love for more people to find out. Thanks, everyone, for hanging in the chat with us today. This was a lot of fun, and we'll catch you back here next time on Gigantic Pop. Take care.